Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. You are not in the darkness. In the darkness, things surprise us. I can tell you, I've been surprised many a time by animals that I have found in the dark. As big as deer, as small as spiders. If you see them in the dark, they surprise you. But there is something much greater than the fear of these creatures that God tells us that we should be warned about. And that is, if you are in the darkness, you will be surprised by his coming. It will be like a thief who comes in the night. But I have great and wonderful news for you. You are not in the darkness that this day of the coming of the Lord should surprise you. You are sons of the light, sons of the day. But Jesus warns us all today. This parable that he tells is a warning for every single Christian. Because none of us know the day or the hour when he is coming again. And all do fall asleep. All get distracted. All doze off. All forget those warnings that God has given. To be watchful and sober. Both the wise and the foolish fall asleep. And so Jesus tells us what we need. We need oil enough. And more. We need the Holy Spirit We need the word. We need the means of grace. For it is these things that we possess in our vessels. Which prepare us for the coming of Christ. At any hour. At any minute. At any second. So that we be not in a panic of frenzy. But in a joyful response. Ready to meet the bridegroom at his coming. To enter into the marriage feast of the lamb and his kingdom. Which will have no end. But it's a warning for every single one of you that you must recognize your daily, your hourly, your minute by minute need of God's mercy. You've all pleaded for God's forgiveness and received his absolution. God be praised for that. For all sins confessed to the Father are forgiven through the blood of Jesus Christ. So good. Don't stop, though. Continue to come near to the throne of grace. You can say, Pastor, I've already received absolution. Do I need to come again? Yes. Hold fast to what has been forgiven. It is forgotten by God. It is done away with. But come again, for there will be new sins that shall trouble your conscience. You may say, I believe that the kingdom of heaven is coming. But I tell you, the kingdom of heaven is here. It is in the word. It is in the sacraments. This is where God draws near to you. So don't give up coming and gathering as the saints around Christ, crucified for the forgiveness of your sins. You are children of the light. But everybody gets tired 
Most of all, you know this. Even the people that we have held to be the most faithful Christians in our life. All of us have probably somebody that comes to mind. Maybe it's somebody here in this church. Maybe they no longer are here in this church. They are with the Lord. But you have somebody that comes to your mind. This person was so faithful to God. Oh, how I wish to emulate their faith. Maybe it's a saint that we've studied in the scriptures. And you say, my, if only I was humble like them. I hope and pray that God blesses me with the richness of their faith. You have somebody. But every one that you think of, every person in your mind is not perfect. They are children of the light, children of the day, emulate their faith. But you must believe that they too allowed their fatigue, the tiredness, the weariness that the flesh has, the temptations of sin to get a hold of them. And they too like every one of us, have fallen asleep at some point in time. But God is faithful. He completes the good work that he begins in us. We are children of the light through holy baptism. And we have, by God's grace, remained in this true faith in the light in which he brought us through. Just as you remember from your youth, maybe from your adult years, how God has led you to hear and receive the Ten Commandments, the Apostles' Creed, the Lord's Prayer, baptism, confession and absolution, the Lord's Supper, daily prayers, the table of duties. You have learned these things. You have taken them to heart. You have inwardly digested the teachings of the church, God's own word. They have not just been a confession spoken at you, but by God's grace, they have become your own confession of the faith. God has instructed you. Instructed your heart that you might always be ready, trained in the word of God, prepared for his coming. Knowing what to repent of, knowing what is good, knowing what is evil, so that you may hold fast to what is good. To abstain also from every form and appearance of evil. That you may test every doctrine that has been preached to you. That you may not quench the Holy Spirit, but receive the Spirit in faithfulness and truth. These daily teachings have helped to center you on God's holy word so that you remain awake. Knowing where your temptations are, knowing where you have the tendency to not be sober-minded, but in fact, go your own way. Man, if it was so easy to stay awake, we know just from our daily life, How easy it is after a long day of work or strenuous conversations to just want to curl up on the couch or in our bed and fall asleep. So it must be even greater with the faith. Because we're not living in a vacuum of space where nothing afflicts us, nothing ever happens to us. And we can just receive God's grace and go on without any friction, without any opposition, without any struggles or temptation. That's not our life. We live in the world. 
The saying, life happens. Have you ever heard that before? What do they mean by that? It means we live in this sinful world. And there are going to be moments where we are not sober-minded. We are going to have and need to be protected from the attacks of not just Satan, but of the world. And even those attacks that come from within For the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. So we must be constantly watchful. Rise to arms with prayer, employ you. Praying for God to defend you. And God has done so. He says to you in in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, he says, Put on the breastplate of faith and love. What is a breastplate for? It is protection. What is he protecting but your most vital organs? Your heart, your lungs. All protected by faith. The person that you are is identified with God. The faith that you have has an object and that object is Christ. The love with which you love Other people, even as they come against you, you still are able to love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. That is because of the love that Christ has loved you with. The love that took him to the cross to suffer the mockery and the shame and to be crucified with your sins, to suffer hell and death, to be victorious and win for us life. So that we might share in the victor's crown. Your trust is in the God who did not spare his only son. But gave him up for us all. And what is it that protects the mind? What is it that we must keep our head covered with? The hope of salvation. Your head goes in many different directions. Looks here and it looks there. It is with your eyes and your ears that you become distracted. But God says, dawn upon your head a helmet with the hope of salvation. That our mind and our ears always be directed toward the glory of the kingdom that is yet to appear to us. Yes, we have God's kingdom coming among us in the word and in the sacraments, the means of grace, as I have said. But yet the kingdom in which all the former things pass away and they are not remembered has yet to be revealed to us. What we are has not yet even been revealed to us. For we know that in the coming of the day of the Lord Jesus Christ, we shall be made like him. Faith in Christ. This hope of salvation makes us Joyful. It does so because it means that we are numbered among the elect. God has not destined you for wrath. You are the chosen, the elect who have faith in Christ. You are destined for the resurrection, for the glory of the kingdom yet to be revealed. You have been saved from the hell of fire that was created for the devil and his angels. Praise God. Praise the Lord. 
We know that the scriptures teach us that faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of Christ. So you and I can be just as upset in this. When people say that that seems to be a past tense thing. I heard the word of the Lord. I have this faith. But you say to them, no, this is, this is ongoing. This is continuation. Faith comes by hearing. Don't stop. Because when you stop, that's when faith ceases to be nourished. That's when your wick begins to dry up. You've seen a visible example of this on the altar. Not all the times do the flames burn bright. If by mistake we have forgotten to fill the candles with oil, the wick does not keep burning. It goes out. It is extinguished. Do not be so foolish as to think that you can continue on without the continued hearing of the word of God. The continual gathering around the holy things of God. For all those who believe that they have heard and what they have heard is enough. Shall be awoken on the last day to panic and dismay. Hopelessness. For the markets will not be opened. So keep yourself awake. Keep yourself sober and ready. But you cannot accomplish this apart from the work of the Holy Spirit. He is active in the church and in the Bible and in the means of grace. He is the strong one who is able to bind you to the very source of life and light. Jesus Christ, our God. So when Jesus says in this parable, there are ten virgins, it is a warning to us. These are all the pure ones. Those that have been outwardly in the church baptized to say that they're Christians, who have prayed with us, who have maybe come to the altar with us, who tell you that they have faith and yet live some in line with it, some contrary to it, because some are wise and some are foolish. They're all mixed together. Even as they fall asleep, it doesn't say that the wise all fell asleep over here and the foolish over here. They were together when they fell asleep. Just as the church on earth is mixed with those who are true believers and those who are just outward Christians. That is, by what they say. But we know this from all of Scripture, that God does not judge the outward appearance of man, but God judges the heart. He sees what we cannot see. This is why he says, some are foolish. They had markets to buy the oil from. They had Christian congregations that the Lord Christ himself set up for us here on earth with the enduring word. And yet while it was here, they chose not to make use of them. And when they stopped making use 
of what God provides for faith, the Holy Spirit departs. The wick dries up. There is oil enough to light it for a second, but it quickly goes out when it has no more to draw on. But look at the wise. They know there is oil in their lamps. They know the word of Scripture. They know the Bible. They've enjoyed being in the holy house of the Lord, hearing the holy things of God and receiving such things. They know that the time of God's grace is here and now. And that grace covers their sins, his love. But they know that just that gift, having it one time, is not enough. So they plead to God for more. And he gives more. God continues bringing more oil to them. They continue learning new passages of scripture. They go back through the small catechism. They take it again to heart. They memorize it. They continue to learn new hymns. They hear new sermons. They digest them. They ask for more Bible studies. They say, can we have the Lord's Supper every Sunday? Can we hear the word of absolution as often as our consciences are troubled? And they find themselves bathing in vats of oil with wisdom enough and more. They have nothing lacking who find themselves always in the church of Christ. But the foolish, they're, they aren't uneducated. They know the Bible. They'll tell you it. They don't just believe in continuing in persistent sin. They know what they do is wrong. But the distractions of the world are so great that the church just doesn't have the same usefulness as the other things that they enjoy. And I believe in my own pastoral experience, and as the word of God testifies, that they stopped taking the threats of Christ serious. I mean, they stopped thinking that the devil is really a lion that's prowling around looking for someone to devour. They, they actually stop believing that there are false prophets and that doctrine really matters. And as these things slowly unfold, they really stop believing that the person who isn't within the church of Christ has anything to worry about. They're not even afraid of hell. They're not afraid of God's judgment. But it's not because they have faith in Christ and in his deliverance and the hope of salvation. <clears throat> They're numb to it. They're numb to hell. They're numb to hearing that they are sinners and need to repent. They have pacified these things. Dear Christians, dear sons of light, sons of the day, that is a very dangerous thing. It does not lead to salvation. Because it's not trust in God, 
It is faith in yourself. And that is damning. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. In the end, the wise and the foolish both fall asleep. The world takes its toll on them. They each become distracted. They doze off. But despite the weakness of the flesh, the wise are saved. They are saved by faith. Their faith was in Christ Jesus, the one who died and rose again. They continually kept the wick saturated with oil and they filled the vessel with extra. So that when they were caught off guard, they were yet ready when the call came to enter the wedding feast. When they all rose at the call of of the watchmen, they did not panic. They waited for him to come. They had died to themselves. They had lived in Christ. They didn't just know right doctrines. They weren't just outward members of the church on earth. They didn't try to keep their membership alive by paying tithes to the church. They themselves were utterly convinced by these teachings. And they held fast to them. They made them their own confession and they were not even willing to leave them even if it meant they had to die. That is true faith. It's not born of our will, but it is born from above. It is the working of the Holy Spirit to comfort us with the righteousness of Christ and the peace of God which is beyond our understanding in the one who died to atone for our sins. Plain and simple, there are some Christians who remain in the faith, and there are some Christians who fall away from the faith. Not all enter into the marriage feast of the Lamb. True faith does not say one is pure and strong, but relies on the one who is, Christ Jesus our Lord. True faith doesn't hide its own weaknesses or its insecurities, but it pleads for God's help in all times. Faith is not ashamed of Christ. Faith even teaches us to bear our crosses and even bear them with thanksgiving to the Lord. Faith teaches us not to be ashamed at our need for oil in our lamps, since we ourselves, without Christ, without the Holy Spirit, would be dry in unlit wicks, left in the dark. We ask God for faith, and he gives faith. And this faith hopes for the light of Christ to shine upon us, to reveal our sins, to expose our doubts, so that we may again draw near to Christ in true faith, to be filled with the oil of gladness, and to be ready when Christ returns for us. So walk as children of the light, Not ashamed of your weakness, not ashamed of your flickering wick, for God will not extinguish it. So do not yourself quench the flame. Don't quench the wick. Draw near to Christ in your weakness. Keep watchful, always remembering that Christ is coming at the time when you least expect. And do not become prideful. Don't allow pride to overtake you and think that it is not possible at all for you to become distracted or bored with the scriptures or the like 
and think that you could never possibly doze off. Humble yourself. Let God keep instructing you so that you may ever be watchful and also comforted in your conscience for the day when Christ does return. Put on the breastplate of faith and love so that you may be guarded in your body and put on the helmet of the hope of salvation, being confident in your own election through Jesus Christ, knowing that it is he who chose you, he who bears your name in the wounds on his hands as he was crucified, and he who shall bring you through to life everlasting, for he has destined you not to wrath, but to salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all their understanding, guard and keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus.